0: take to launch and run an Amada Senior Care franchise? Find out on another episode of We Are Amada, the show dedicated to the entrepreneurs who decided to take a risk and start a business that matters to them, to their families, and to their communities. I'm Marcus Mora. Welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Marcus here with Amada Senior Care. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I am with Chris Fowler of St. Louis, Missouri, It's a really cool podcast today because Chris is, at the time of this recording, smack in the middle of his first year. His first year anniversary is any day now we're going to talk about that. So he is in the middle, in the throes of building that business. And what we want to talk about today is this idea that entrepreneurs make decisions all the time, and yet what they need to do is they make a decision and then they have to go make it right. There's no amount of due diligence that will ever take away the fact that you have to go work your tail off to make the decision you make right. So that is the topic of today. So Chris Fowler, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. And uh, Chris, so before we talk about the crazy decision you made about a year ago, just tell us a little bit about your background. What were you doing before Amada Senior Care?
1: Sure. Thank you. Well, I spent the last 10 years as an executive with Express Scripts, the largest Mm -hmm. pharmacy benefit manager here in the United States and based out of St. Louis. I did a variety of roles with them in those 10 years. I led client-facing teams as well as product management teams. And my last role with them was really looking at the home delivery pharmacy and how to try to use the member experience and the website to become sort of the Amazon, if you will, of pharmacy. But then, like you said, made the crazy decision about a year and a half ago to part ways and started looking at alternatives, whether it be another corporate job with a healthcare organization or even not non-healthcare, or go Mm -hmm. venture on our own and started researching some entrepreneurial opportunities. And Amada was at the top of that list. And uh, we met you and others there at the Amada office and were just really, Uh really impressed. And here we are 18 months later. And like you said, just in the throes of celebrating our year anniversary.
0: Wow. So, a year anniversary. So, we talked about due diligence, right? How long did it take you from the time you're like, oh, Amada, and the date that you signed your franchise agreement? Do you remember roughly how long that took? Yeah,
1: I think I first started talking to some of the folks at Amada in March, and then I signed the paperwork in the agreement at the end of July. So, a few months. A few months. A few months of conversations, webinars. We didn't have podcasts then, but no, doing due diligence, and uh, and then coming out and visiting and here we are.
0: And by the way, we find that on average, it's about three months. Most entrepreneurs, it's a conversation about three months. Even if they inquired about Amada back in 2014 and they kind of left it, once we start engaging, it's about a three-month process. And I don't know if it's not to put judgment on is that long or short, but you and I, before the taping of this, we were talking about this whole idea that no matter how much due diligence you do, you're still going to have to go make it right. Right. Talk a little bit about that. What does that mean to you about making a decision as an entrepreneur and then having to make it right?
1: Yeah. So, as you said, hundreds of decisions a day. Yeah, Some obviously taking more priority and having larger ramifications than others. And some of them on the fly, some of them doing more due diligence. I think the best example I have, and I sometimes tell the stories to other potential franchisees when they call and we're talking about how my journey went and any recommendations I may have. I will always remember the day I actually signed the paperwork to purchase my franchise here in St. Louis. I had an offer from another corporation here in St. Louis. It was outside of healthcare. I had that offer and I had the agreement from Amada in my hand and I had to decide which path. I don't remember. I didn't remember I don't that. know if I ever told you that. You had both?
0: <laughs> no way. You had both right yeah, there in front I'm of you. And i sitting at the table. And this is a good was, offer? Yes. Like it wasn't it wasn't yes. go, like yes, good absolutely. offer. Yes, absolutely.
1: And I'm sitting at the kitchen table and my wife and I were just talking and I had to make the decision. And I will always remember, she just kind of looked at me. She said, just follow your heart and we will do what we need to do. And with those words, I signed the agreement for the Amada franchise. And to your point, that was the end of July and been trying to make it right ever since. (laughs) That's, That's part of the grind. That's part of what we do every day and helping others in our community, helping our caregivers and helping ourselves.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting to talk about that. I think we try as much as we can, and I don't know how much you remember of this, Chris, but we love the business and we love what we're doing, but we're not shy about talking about how hard it is. I think once you start in the business, you realize how really hard it is, right? And you talk to our current franchisees, they tell you it's hard, but the fact that it's hard doesn't negate the fact that you made that decision. But I got to believe there are days where it creeps in, right? Where you go what did i do right when when you have a bad day right does that ever creep not in not to the full extent
1: that oh my gosh what did i do and and how did i get here but sure i mean just yesterday we were having a really hectic day here in the office i had hired three new people and at one point i had uh, my care manager and care coordinator helping me and literally to the point of just laminating some stuff and i made the comment to her i was like <laughs> as she's laminating stuff for me So, ownership isn't always so thrilling, is it? As we're sitting here laminating and cutting pieces of paper. But (laughs) but you do what you got to do. And I got to say that is one of the reasons I'm here with Amada is that farmer's mentality of we're going to outwork our competition and we're going to do what we need to do to grind it out and make it right.
0: Yeah, that is one of our uh, core values is having a farmer entrepreneur mentality. And we really believe in the law of the harvest. And I think for guys like Chris Fowler and other franchisees that have are finding success are fighting a good fight and building their business if you continue working the model if you continue your marketing you continue doing the things that that other franchisees have done, you will find success. But it only happens if you take massive action, not just a little bit of action, but massive action every day, That's right.
1: It's following the playbook. And that's one reason I went with a franchise in the first place, just finding the right fit. I wanted access to not only the systems and the technology, but the playbook of others who have been successful at this. And making those marketing stops, those visits, we're getting to the point. So we just had a regional meeting in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's right. About a dozen owners or so. I was talking about how business was going and how really in the last two months, the last probably 60 days, it's not like a flip of the switch, but you definitely see the spigot starting to open and open and more referral calls and business is really picking up. And it's like I said, it's not all at once, just the flip of the switch, but it's once you build those relationships and you start proving yourself to some of these case managers and social workers and the referral sources, your name starts getting around and you start building that reputation of providing the best care, of really being the advocate for your clients with the long-term care insurance agencies and others. So, the social workers, case managers, are referral sources, they know any long-term care, send it to Amada now and the snowball starts rolling down the hill.
0: Right. You know, by the way, you mentioned the the meeting that you guys did I always brag about this. It wasn't an intended thing that we set out to do. When we were looking for franchise partners in the very beginning, we kind of thought about, are these folks we would like to hang out with? Are these folks that we would want to go and get dinner with? Quite frankly, you know, family people, do they love their families? There are all these things that are kind of just gut checks about people. But what we didn't ever realize is that you guys would be such a support to each other. I'm always just so humbled or shocked. Will you share what you found in the franchise community and and the folks that are out there like you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I never would have imagined the support system either. So I talk to our owner partner up in Milwaukee every other week, at least. And he's, DR's incredible, really grew his business quickly and successfully and is more than willing to share any and every little tidbit that he can. Anytime I have a question, I know I can call him and he'll drop um, and call me back as soon as he can. I did my due diligence, as you mentioned. I spoke with five to ten franchisees before I ever signed the paperwork. They were all very open and honest and shared what they could about the business, about the industry. Just today, I reached out to the franchise owners out in Phoenix. I'm ready to start training a new scheduler. Mm -hmm. So, I've been doing most of the scheduling for the last year. And I asked them for any process paperwork they had on paper um, because I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. Right. And Chris is really the process queen. So she she had a a packet of information sent over to me within the the hour. So like I said, there's a dozen, if not more franchisees I could call and they would be getting back to me within a couple hours as soon as they're freed up. So those are my regulars, but I know I can call pretty much anyone and everyone at any time and we're going to have a good conversation and I can ask them pretty much anything about their business or or personal life and we're going to share and have a good conversation.
0: Yeah, that's, that's been something that and I think it's just who you guys are, right? There's, there's so many of you that were in your shoes, that made this decision yep. and are now, you know, doing everything they can to make it right. And the more support you have, I think it's something about making it right is, I don't know if there's any entrepreneurs out there that can make a decision. And if they have to go make it right, they have no support structure. <laughs> right. They're just completely on their own, right? Because that's going to make when there's bad days, that's when you go, crap, yep. man, this sucks. And, and that's when people quit and fall out of love with the business. Yep, And I'm just so thankful because I know that you do that for the other entrepreneurs as well, the, the other folks that connect with you. Yep. And that's so big, right? Yep. We can't do it alone.
1: No, that's exactly right. It's a support structure. And quite honestly, I wouldn't be here without the support of some of the other franchisees. So once you get kind of some of that success, it's it's giving it back and giving your time to others and some of the newer franchisees and just making sure that they're doing it right and they're doing the best that they can for their communities. It's paying it forward best we can to help them make it right at the same time we're in the grind ourselves.
0: Yeah. So you are at year one. So give us What does the future look like? What are you excited for? Paint a picture of the next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just mentioned we are looking to hire some additional office staff. We are about 35 caregivers strong and growing every day our goals and our intention is to be doing over a million dollars of business in the next mm-hmm. six months to a year. So those are our personal goals. We, as an organization, just keep adding the caregivers. We keep adding clients. We keep adding the support structure to build a top-notch organization and the best agency here in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's uh, it's interesting when you say, right, we just want to be the best of St. Louis. You know, we just want to be the best company. It's so funny you said that because Tafa started this business back in 2007 and he goes back and he talks about it and he goes, you know, I don't remember much more than just the fact that I wanted to be the best company in Orange County. He looked at everybody around him and he would get really mad when other companies, there's a company that we compete against here in Orange County, Salus. Actually, he's a good friend of ours, Boyd Salus, and he owns a home care company and he and Toff are good friends. But he said he would text Boyd when he would (laughs) steal a deal from him. He's like, dude, I got one of your clients. I just want to be the best company of Orange
1: County. And that's it. I even talk about in New Hire Orientation or even in my interviews, we are confidently humble, but I'm competitive and I get pissed when I lose a potential client. And it's not necessarily for the revenue. It's because I know we would have provided better care than they're going to get from that other agency. That's kind of our mantra. And with that that way of thinking, we're just that's what we're going to do. We're going to provide the best care we're in and we're going to follow up with those potential clients in the future and make sure they are getting the best care. If not, we're going to be there for them.
0: I love it. Okay. So Chris, let's end on the note. You've been in this for a year now. Yep. So what would you advise an entrepreneur? I don't care if it's Amada or if they're looking at starting something, they've always wanted to, they have that burning in their gut yep. that says, I'm more than this. I want to start a business. What is your advice to anybody looking at making a move like that?
1: No, that, that's a great question. And it's a question that each and every one of us had to make at some point as a franchise owner, entrepreneur with Amada. And I get that question all the time from others, in in our community looking maybe going and doing their own thing, or others, uh, yourself or Tim have put in touch with me and they're looking at Amada, I always tell them this. This is how we did it. I don't know that it's the answer for everyone, but my wife, my family, we sat down and we, we discussed, okay, here's kind of the cap we're going to put as far as here's what we're willing to risk. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was a financial numbers. It was, okay, we're, we're willing to risk this. I don't think we're going to need to. I'm
0: willing to risk this amount of money. It,
1: to, to go after this yeah. dream. And so what I tell everyone is, okay, if you need to do that to help to minimize the sleep deprivation, so on and so forth, we were able to put a cap and just say, okay, here's what we're going to put at risk. But you know what? It, there's more to it than that. It's running your own business. It's taking care of your own team of caregivers and their families and the clients, so on and so forth. But for us, it was really taking a look at, here's what we're willing a risk and taking the jump. You can sit there and you can do your due diligence all you want, but at some point you have to take the jump. And to your point made earlier multiple times, then it's about making it right. Make the decision, take the jump, and then work every day to make it right.
0: That is so true. So for those of you out there, whatever you are looking at doing, just know that that's going to be the case. Whatever decision you make, you're going to have to go make it right. And the good thing is, is I think if you do your due diligence, the way you're supposed to like, and by the way, Chris, you know, man, nobody, I don't want anybody to come back to us and go, man, you told us not to do due diligence. No, <laughs> no, no. Really dive into it. Make sure it's the right thing, but you can only do so much. And then finally you have to make a decision and then you're just going to have to make it right. right. That's exactly right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast and congratulations on your one year anniversary. Thank you, sir. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you. To learn more about launching your Amada Senior Care business, go to amadapodcast.com. Again, amadapodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, Marcus here with some uh, legal mumbo-jumbo for you. So this podcast is not an offer to sell a franchise. The offer of a franchise can only be made through delivery of a franchise disclosure document. And certain states require that we register our franchise disclosure document in those states before offering a franchise there. So this communication is not directed to any residents of those states. Now, for any more information on this, please go to com slash important dash note. Again, that's com slash important dash note. Also, any financial representations that you hear on this podcast or in any of our materials, please go verify them in our franchise disclosure document under item 19, financial representations.